Day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's 3.05 p.m., Friday, January 15th, episode 300, 300. This is our 300th episode of Live Till 5, our live local talk and variety program every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m., broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today. Going to have a fun show today. Episode 300. When we started this show, we didn't think that we would make it for 300 episodes. But we're glad we did. That's almost right around 600 hours of broadcasting. I say almost because in the first few episodes, I think we did an hour and a half. But we quickly learned that an hour and a half just didn't cut it. We needed a little more time. So within the first few episodes, we switched to the two-hour format, which we have stuck with for about at least 290 of these 300 episodes have been two-hour format. So going to have some blasts from the past a little later in the show. And all of our usual suspects should be up here sometime today. Chris Harper, Lawrence Nangas, Sebastian Basildua, myself, and glad to have you with us as well. Some of you have been listening a long time. Thank you very much for that. Others, this might be your first time tuning into this show and you're saying, what's this all about? Well, let me tell you. We broadcast this show every Friday afternoon from the studios here at KHMG 88.1 FM in Barragata, Guam on the campus of Harvest Ministries. And we do it with the hope that we entertain you a little bit, that we edify you in your Christian walk, that we... We inform you about things that are going on here and around the world. And overall, we just give you a nice lighthearted option on a Friday afternoon. Some of you just pick kids up. They've been waiting in car line. They're like, Mom, turn on the radio. Yeah, we got you covered. Want to make sure you have a nice drive home. Some of you, you're listening to the rebroadcast on Saturday between noon and 2 or Sunday night between 7 and 9 p.m., And we do that because we know not everyone's going to be able to listen to two straight hours of radio, but you might want to listen on your way home from church. You might want to listen on your way to a soccer match. So wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we're glad you're with us. You can listen online through khmg.org, khmg.org. You can just click on the listen button there and listen to a beautiful live stream of whatever we're broadcasting here. You can also download the podcast of this show and many other great programs that we produce right here locally at the KHMG studios. So go to khmg.org, click listen, download the podcast, not just of this show, but some other great programs are on there that we produce here, a great library of resources there for you as well. So you can contact us through our website by emailing us. You can also call the radio station. The phone number is listed there on the website. You can stop by 
and meet us face-to-face Monday through Friday, regular business hours. We're on the third floor, directly above the hub here on the Harvest Campus. Or you can go to our Facebook page. We love to interact with people through our social media. Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. You can follow us, and then you'll get updates anytime we upload a new podcast or we put out a link to something that we think will be helpful for you. And you can uh, private message us through Facebook as well. So we appreciate all the interaction, all the feedback. We get a lot of listener-submitted content. We get a lot of great uh, anecdotal feedback as we're out and about in the community. People say, hey, I like that thing I heard on the radio, or hey, who was that person you were talking to? And so we appreciate that. Anytime we can hear from you, we appreciate it. Some of you text me throughout the show, or you send me Facebook messages. I'm Jared Baldwin, easy to find on Facebook, Jared Baldwin, Guam, and you can send me through private message also links to different articles you think might be interesting for the show. I always appreciate listener-submitted content. And in front of me right here, I have some listener-submitted content from none other than our good friend, registrar and librarian, Bob Shuck. So thank you very much, Bob, for this list of things that are happening in the month of January. It being January 25th, this is going to be the last of this list, and then next week I'll have the February observances. Here we go. January is, oh, there's some good ones here, like National Oatmeal Month, National Meat Month, National Physiotherapy Month, Polka Music Month, you know, like polka, polka, polka. Yeah. Um, let's see. Poverty in America Awareness Month. Radon Action. Skating. Stalking Awareness. Like stalking, not like your stockings, like like socks, but stalking like S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G. Soup Month. Staying Healthy. Thank you. Train Your Dog. Volunteer Blood Donor. Wheat Bread. Prune Breakfast Month. I don't want to celebrate that, ever. Retail Bakers, Rising Star, Self-Help Group Awareness, Shape Up Month. Let's see what else we have here. A couple more. January's a, a very popular month for observances. Teen Driving Awareness, Thyroid Disease, uh, Tubers and Dried Fruit Month, Walk Your Pet Month, and Worldwide Rising Star. And then this last week of January, we're, we're, we're wrapping up the International Snowmobile Safety and Awareness Week on the 27th. And we're also, tomorrow ends the week of cleaning out your inbox, healthy weight, hunt for happiness, national activity professionals, uh, certified registered nurse anesthetist week ends tomorrow, handwriting analysis week ends tomorrow, school choice week ends tomorrow, sugar awareness week. No Name Calling Week ends today. International Hoof Care ends today. Sundance Film Festival goes through February 3rd. Catholic Schools Week goes through February 2nd. Meet Week starts on Sunday, runs through next weekend. Medical Group Practice Week starts on the 28th through the 2nd. Tax Identity Theft Week, 28th through the 3rd. And U.S. Nationals Snow Sculpting Days is the 28th through the 3rd of February. So there you go. A lot of things happening in the weeks. Let's see what's happening in the days. Today, being the 25th of January, uh, a room of one's own day, day, Macintosh Computer Day. Some of you are old enough to know what a Macintosh computer was. Still is. 
It's called a Mac now. Apple. National Big Wig Day. Fun at Work Day. Irish Coffee Day. Uh, IV Nurse Day. Preschool Fitness. Observe the Weather Day. Opposite Day. Tomorrow's Australia Day. Dental Drill Appreciation Day. Ugh. Customs Day, International Customs Day, Local Quilt Shop Day on the 26th, Lotus 1-2-3 Day, Peanut Brittle Day, Pistachio Day, Seed Swap Day, Spouses Day, uh, Toad Hollow Day of Encouragement, and Visit Your Local Quilt Shop Day on the 26th. 27th is the 2019 Pro Bowl, and my homie Patrick Mahomes is going to be the starting quarterback for the AFC team there. But I digress. Auschwitz Liberation Day, Chocolate Cake Day, Holocaust Memorial Day in the UK. Uh, Let's see here. National Bible Sunday is coming up Sunday. National Geographic Day, Punch the Clock Day, Vietnam Peace Day, and World Leprosy Day. The 28th, Better Business Communication, Bubble Wrap Appreciation, Krista McAuliffe. She's the astronaut that passed away. She was a schoolteacher astronaut, passed away in the space shuttle explosion. Daisy Day. Blueberry Pancake Day is the 28th. Data Privacy Day. Kazoo Day. You don't see too many of those around anymore. Rattlesnake Roundup. Thank a Plug-In Developer Day on the 28th. 29th. Curmudgeon's Day. You know who you are. Freethinker's Day. Kansas Day. Carnation Day. Corn Chip. Puzzle. Seeing Eye Guide. Dog. And Thomas Paine Day. The 30th. National Croissant Day. Croissant, Croissant, National Escape Day, Inane Answering Message Day. Those are becoming less and less viable. School Day of Nonviolence and Peace, and Yodel for Your Neighbor's Day. And then finally, the last day of January. Appreciate your Social Security Check Day, Backward Day, Inspire Your Heart with Arts Day, Street Children's Day, and Thank Your Mentor Day. A lot happened in the month of January. And a lot happening on our show today. We're going to take a break, though, for a little Harvest Highlights. When we come back, we'll have the guys starting to show up for for all the different segments, including What's in My Coffee, Stranger Than Fiction, This Day in History, The Quiz with Sebastian Basildo, and The News with Chris Harper, and maybe a little blast from the past coming up. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 300-300 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Friday, January 25th. 3.14 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. More after this short break. back with a little more live till five it's friday january 25th 3 22 p.m here at the khmg studios i'm your host jared baldwin this is live till five our live local talk and variety program episode 300 300 can you believe that i cannot that's uh that's a lot of time on the air with you my listening audience so thank you Some of you have been with us since the earliest days of the show. 
But let me ask you, where were you in January of 2013? January of 2013. When this show began, January 13, I want you to think back. Some of our listening audience might not have even been born yet. You know, we have a few children that listen on their way home from church or school. Some of you might have had darker hair or worn, you know, one one waist size smaller. Or maybe you were, you know, in a different status or different, you know, income bracket, different educational level. Where were you? In January 2013, I went back and looked at what news was happening from the infoplease.com website. They just kind of track everything that happens at certain times. January 13, current events in the U.S. news. Some of this just sounds like we're repeating the same cycle. The Senate and House approved last-minute budget deal to avoid fiscal cliff. In the early hours of January 1st, 2013, the Senate approved a deal to raise taxes from 35 to 39.6% for those earning more than 400000 The deal also temporarily suspends across-the-board spending cuts. Later that night, the House also passed the legislation. The House's vote ends the long, dramatic showdown over the fiscal cliff with only a few hours left in the 112th Congress. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Uh, in January, on January 7th to be exact... 2013, Alabama beat Notre Dame for the BCS championship. Number two ranked Alabama rolls over top ranked Notre Dame and wins its second straight national title, 42-14. The 42-14 routing is also the Crimson Tide's third title in four years. It didn't go that way this year for them. I mean, the score sounds pretty close, 42-14, but it was the other way around. And they were the, the second-place team, let's say. Uh, President Obama proposes sweeping changes to gun control January 16, 2013. In response to recent massacres, including the killing of 20 first-graders at Newton, Connecticut, and 12 moviegoers in Aurora, Colorado, President Barack Obama introduced proposals to tighten gun control laws. His plan includes universal background checks for gun sales, the reinstatement and strengthening of assault weapons bans, limiting munition magazines to a 10-round capacity, and other measures. Some of the measures outlined in his speech the president intends to achieve through 23 executive actions while he called on Congress to do it its part to enact stricter gun control legislation. And President Barack Obama in January 2013 was inaugurated for a second term at that time. He put his hand on Abraham Lincoln's Bible to take the oath of office. Around the world in January 2013, Flu, whooping cough, hit the U.S. hard. Three epidemics spread through the U.S. at the beginning of 2013. First, there was the flu virus, more aggressive than in recent years. There's also the worst whooping cough outbreak in decades and a new type of norovirus. The flu outbreak in Boston, Massachusetts, becomes so bad that Mayor Thomas Menino declared a public health emergency for the city. So far uh, that year, Boston had four flu-related and 700 confirmed cases of the flu compared to the 70 cases the city had had that time the previous year. 18 flu-related deaths that winter in Boston alone. Also around the world, wildfires and record high temperatures strike Australia. January 2013, summer for Australia. Think about it. It's south of the equator there. 
Wildfires spread throughout the southeastern part of the country. National parks are evacuated as temperatures reach 113 degrees Fahrenheit. The extremely high temperatures mixed with dry and windy conditions combine to raise the threat level to catastrophic, which is the most severe rating. The country has had its hottest summer on record in 2013. And they had a number of deaths and things like that. And then in 2013, a club fire killed 233 people in Brazil. In the early morning hours, fire out, uh, breaks out in a nightclub in Santa Maria, southern city in Brazil. The cause of the fire was a flare from pyrotechnics used by a band performing on stage. At the time of the fire, the club was packed with hundreds of students from nearby universities. According to officials, at least 233 people were killed at the time. The fire stunned the nation. So, uh, yeah, big tragedy at that time. January 2013, where were you? Very interesting to think back. I was right here. This radio station didn't look quite like this. We had uh, different equipment. We actually, the whole station was oriented differently. It was facing the opposite direction. So now I can look out the window and see car line, whereas before our back was to car line if you were sitting at the control board. And it was a low, giant desk. Now it's a tall standing, uh, tall standing kind of bar height work center. And uh, yeah, boy, January 2013. It's my. Let's see, I think that was my son's senior year of high school, if I'm not mistaken. No, my daughter's senior year of high school. Yeah, wow, she was going to graduate, my firstborn. There you go. Well, let me run a few quick Stranger Than Fiction things by you, then we're going to take another break and continue on with this show. A little blast from the past coming up later in the show, by the way. A couple of funny things, two things about pets, but first... Beijing. Beijing Reuters. This is a story just popped up this week. It took Smash customer QCU just a few sharp blows with a baseball bat to wreck what looked like an old car radio, after which two friends battered telephones, audio speakers, rice cookers, and even a mannequin. All three paid 158 yuan, or 23 U.S. dollars, to spend half an hour in an anger room in Beijing, where patrons wearing protective gear use hammers and bats to vent their frustration on household objects while the staff plays music of their choice in the background. So $23 spread out over three of them for half an hour in the anger room. Q, a bespectacled 16-year-old high school student with braces, said she was there to vent anger about school. Quote, it feels so good when I destroy those bottles and watch them explode, end quote, she said, smiling sweetly. Since the venture opened in September, customers have smashed around 15,000 bottles every month, said the 25-year-old Jen Ming, co-founder of Smash, with her friends. Not intended to promote violence, Smash aims to help people deal with their pressures of living in big cities like Beijing, Jen said, adding that their target customers are between 20 to 35 years old. Another customer, Liu Chao, 32, took, looked relaxed and pleased after his session. Quote, if you have money, you can smash anything. Smash some TVs, computers, wine bottles, furniture, mannequins. But the only thing you can't do is smash someone, end quote, said Liu, with a smile on his face. No, it doesn't say with a smile on his face. 
Back to the article. Similar ventures already exist in other countries, including the United States. Jin said around 600 people visit Smash each month. Uh, he said, quote, a woman brought all her wedding photos here and she smashed them all. We welcome people to bring their own stuff, end quote. Every time when we come across cases like this, they affirm our belief that we're providing a safe place to let out negative energy and we're happy for that, end quote. In Beijing, Jin said her next step is to open a new anger room in a shopping mall where people can take a break from their shopping and smash a bottle or two. So there you go. That's uh, from Reuters out of Beijing, a smash room. I wonder if a smash room would work here on Guam. How many of you listeners would pay a few dollars to put on some safety gear and go in and just smash some stuff? I would do it. I would at least do it one time and see how good it felt. You know, take a baseball bat and maybe some old cell phones, computer monitors, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, two funny pet things here. One... Pets and owners flock to Madrid Church for a blessing of animals. This is also from Reuters. Oddly enough, Madrid dogs, cats, and birds were blessed at a church in Madrid on Thursday on the feast day of St. Anthony, the patron saint of animals, with many of the owners making an animal pilgrimage for their pets. Annual pilgrimage, sorry. St. Anthony, the abbot's church priest, Angel Garcia, expects up to 15,000 pets to be brought in for this year's ceremony. Quote, St. Anthony cared a great deal about dogs and abandoned animals, healing and feeding them. That's where the tradition comes from, end quote, said the priest who blesses each animal. Quote, we come here every year since I, since I have her, and we come together, right, Rita? End quote, Madrid, Madrid resident Maria Diaz says to her dog as she was hugging it, St. Anthony is going to bless you. Don't tremble. Diana Castillo Another dog owner said she was keeping up a family tradition started by her grandparents who would bring their pets to the ceremony first celebrated 35 years ago. She said, We're from Madrid for several generations, and St. Anthony has always been a very important church for our family. I come here since we adopted uh, this dog seven years ago, and we come here every year. That's interesting. Don't know if who St. Anthony was or if he really did bless dogs or not. But here's one that uh, is just kind of funny. If you go to dictionary.com, they have a article with a series of clips from different um, illustrations of why we need the serial comma. And these are different real-world examples. I'll just share one with you. The serial comma is when you have things in a list and you put a comma in between. We have a few people that listen that are big-time grammar police people and it really bugs them if you don't have those serial commas in the right place well this was uh from the tales pet magazine a couple of years ago and it's rachel ray famous tv personality and and uh, chef gourmet chef she has cookbooks she had her own tv show for a long time um it's her holding her dog and it says eat comma ray comma love and it's a story about rachel ray and her dog but underneath it, it says, Rachel Ray finds inspiration in cooking her family and her dog. No commas. The serial comma missing there. So let me say that again. Rachel Ray finds inspiration in cooking her family and her dog. It should have been in cooking, comma, her family, comma, and her dog. 
Now, there might be a debate whether or not after family and before the word and you need a comma. There's big debates about that. But cooking, comma, her family, comma, and her dog. Not cooking her family and her dog. That makes her sound like a terrible, terrible person. Which, you know, I don't think she would do that. Anyway, hey, those things happen out there. You know, those, that's why I call those articles stranger than fiction, because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And when I come across a headline or a story, I just like to share it with you. Now, listeners, if you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays noon to 2 or Sunday night, 7 and 9 p.m., catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. Maybe you're finishing up Carline and you're heading home and you're only going to catch five more minutes of the show. It's okay. Saturdays, 12 to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., or download the podcast from khmg.org. Now, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5. This is episode 300. And we have a blast from the past coming up a little later. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break. A little more live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's 3.41 p.m. on this Friday, January 25th. Glad to have you with us today. I have in studio with me Sebastian and Chris Harper. Uh, Sebastian Basil Dua, comma, Chris Harper, comma. Those serial commas will get you in trouble. Do you, do you use the Oxford comma? Because yes. I heard you before refer to and that. yeah yeah I, I love the Oxford comma. Yeah. I, I believe it's a necessary part of speech, especially if you don't use it, you get marked off in uh, yeah. your college papers, and so I think there was actually a, a, a court case that involved like it's like you're supposed to use it now because uh, there was something to do with like overtime or something like that, and uh, they didn't use a comma, and therefore everyone was confused and worked like extra. And oh, so it, 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 it caused a case to happen, and therefore after that case, it was like couple years ago i think mm-hmm. but after that case i think it's like you're supposed to use it <laughs> you can see how it would it's be against the law not to use yes it. it's there <laughs> there are people that get very amen. upset about these things amen so you have to have that that comma there before the conjunction yeah. so you know that those last two items are not grouped together yeah. so that's that's why you use the oxford exactly. comma i believe so yeah um well guys thank you for being here on my 300th episode it's uh been a lot of hours up here in the khmg studios yeah um, and it, when I, when I first started up here, this room was every everything was kind of the original OG equipment. We had um, all the original boards. I think they had one of the original computers. Um, the person running the board sat on one side, kind of with their back to the window, and then whoever was being interviewed would sit on the other side of this huge desk. It was the top of the desk was at least four feet wide and probably eight feet long. And you would sit on the other side and, and be basically interviewed, and you couldn't see anything that was happening, um, except for they had one small monitor. You could kind of see if uh, what the time was and things like yeah. that. So whole different software back then. Everything was different. And uh, 
amazing how things have come pretty far. I was walking through the studio before the show, and the entire layout and everything in here is different. We used to have a another sound room on the other side of this wall behind me, and there was a glass window, double glass window. You could see in there, and that's where they would do other production. And then there was another double glass window behind our semi-four flags there, and that's you could see into the uh, server room. And the reason they did that is it wasn't always a server room. That was also a production studio at one time. So we had two small studios, and then they took over one for the server. When they first designed this, no one was thinking, oh, we're going to need space for our local area network technology. Sure. Just was no such thing. So now that has taken over that room, so we sheetrocked over the window. The glass is still on the wall there. Mark Schlosser was here the other day. And yep. he was oh, yeah. giving me a yes. little insight into the old days. He Harvest was the beginning and, of yeah. our network. He really started yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, it was it was fun to talk to him. It was yeah. fun to hear about it, some of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's neat. That's yeah. neat. Uh, it's good to have people come back through that uh, remember the good old days. And for us, really, I mean, 300 episodes is nothing. Chris has done Take Note or Harvest Echoes. Take Note, you've done hundreds and hundreds of episodes already, right? Uh, it's like it's like 700 and something. Yeah. So they, yeah. they stack up pretty fast if you're doing five days a week. Me doing it weekly, 300 is kind of a big milestone because, you know, that represents six years of broadcasting almost to the day. We're within one week. It's funny. It's six years and one week from the original broadcast we actually six years and two weeks from the first pilot episode that we never aired because we were just practicing because um, we had never done anything so like that. So next week is a six-year anniversary. Yeah? No. Last week would have been oh, a six-year anniversary. This is the 300th episode. So I didn't know that we had recordings of all those old, old episodes until... Chris said, oh, no, we have them all on our, uh, what is the drive called, a Buffalo? It's a Buffalo. It's a local, it's a. It's like a network storage device. Yeah. And we've got everything on there. So I said, if you wanted to, uh, a Harvest Highlights from 2003, I'd get that for you. And just like that. See, in the old days, they had, to, they had different hard drives with different old stuff on them. And you had to, yeah. like, find, okay, which hard drive was that? plug that one in and look for stuff. Now you you have it all at your fingertips. You know who helped us get that was Andrew, your son Andrew. Oh, okay. He helped us get some of that, at least get them off of hard drives onto um, one backup drive we had in there. And then we started to work on moving everything to the the other drive. So we have an archive and it has... has Wow. All the shows we've produced from till way back. Well, so, um, I don't know if there's yeah. going to be a great market for the early episodes of Live Till 5, but I'm glad no. you have them for posterity's sake. And uh, so yeah. you put together a little mashup for me. For It was very clear. I, I it was in the first 30 minutes of the show, basically. Mm-hmm. I got done with my show. I ran over there and did. So, I, I mean, I just took a few things that I thought were funny from the first four episodes and I noticed some things about them. I hadn't listened to them before. Mm-hmm. I noticed some things about them. First of all, I noticed that you didn't have a title. Uh, you didn't have a name it's, of the show. I don't even remember the that first, at all. Yeah, The first three shows, you didn't mention the title because I listened to the whole intro and everything and the ending. And then you didn't have your theme song, which is called, what is that called? Guava Mom, Jam. Guava Jam. Guava Jam. Yep. You didn't have My that. wife picked that out. Yeah. You had that episode three. I have a feeling there was a connection because she was on episode oh, three. Okay, yeah. And then um, the then there was something else that I noticed about not not happening until the fourth episode. 
But anyway, you had well, you and John Collier did a lot of the intro stuff uh, for. We didn't know how this was going to work, and so I, I believe he started the show at least the first time, and kind of because. Uh, you know, it's kind of like letting your teenager uh, drive the car. You know, I think he kept his hands firmly on the wheel even when I was driving, uh, especially for the first couple episodes because he didn't know what to expect. And, yeah. you know, we we honestly fully expected to be relieved of duty uh, for the show after the first couple of shows. We thought, no, no way. <laughs> Pastor Heron's not going to want to keep this show going. The listening audience, they're not going to. You know, they're going to turn the channel until the show's over and turn it back on. And the first couple of shows, I believe, were only an hour and a half long because we had yeah. this unmovable, whatever it was from 3 to 3.30, which might have been the Harvest Highlights time and some other program. We're like, well, we just can't move that program. Sure. But then we just found that, well, you don't want to go till 5.30. That'd be an odd thing. So we ended up doing 3 to 5. And that's kind of where we landed on the time. But I believe the first couple episodes are only an hour and a half long. Well, there's a couple other surprises in here. I, I thought there was okay. there's one thing in particular that I I noticed, and I said I got to pull that. Okay, got to pull that piece out. So this is a five minute compilation uh, from the first four episodes of Live Till Five. So hopefully, for our listening audience, you'll enjoy this blast from the past from January of 2013. Well, Huffaday, and a good afternoon. You're listening in to Harvest Family Radio on this Friday. I believe it's the 18th day of January, and we want to invite you to stay tuned because coming up next, we're going to listen in to kind of a new program that we're putting together here at Harvest Family Radio. Have a little bit of news, humor. It'll focus on harvests, on Guam, and things all around the world. Your host will be Jared Baldwin. So I want you to stay tuned. Jared's next here at KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Welcome to KHMG 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's 3.39 in the afternoon here on beautiful Guam. You are listening to the pilot program, our first on-air episode of uh, this live talk program where we're going to be focusing on a number of different things, a little bit of a potpourri-type program. We're going to be talking about different news things, sometimes offbeat news, news that, that you might not have picked up on or you might not have put two and two together the way I do and come up with 22. Uh, local issues, commentary, in-studio guests, interviews, uh, hopefully it's fun. Hopefully it's a little bit informative, conversation generating. We're going to have some serious times, too, where we talk about real substantive issues. We're going to talk about things that, that really matter, and uh, all from a Christian world perspective, a biblical worldview, and, and yet still being able to laugh and have fun. And, and really, I think most people are going to be listening to see how many times I stick my foot in my mouth. Thousands of couples in China got engaged on January 4th, 2013. And it's because the, the, the word, the name January 14th, 2013, that phrase, that date, sounds much like the phrase in Mandarin, I will love you all my life. Huh. I will love you all my life. It also sounds in English like, uh, I will shove you, call my wife. <laughs> so not too many people got engaged on that yeah, day Yeah, that was actually a day of separation for some... <laughs> Welcome to our radio broadcast here at KHMG. This is Jared Baldwin. <laughs> Next I work time here on sometimes. Spectrum, we... hey, 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 sorry about that, Jared. Go right ahead. Take two. <laughs> 
Welcome to KHMG. I'm so glad you're joining us today. This is Jared Baldwin with my technical assistant and good buddy on the radio, Mr. John Collier. John, how are you doing today? Well, now that I've got everything rolling right and we're not airing spots behind your voice, I'm doing pretty good, It's okay. Jared. It's that's I do two jobs at once, so it's fine. <laughs> you do more than that sometimes, my friend. <laughs> What's our Facebook page? Yeah, that's a good question. Let me let me look that up for you so I can give you the right information. It's facebook.com slash harvestfamilyradio. There you go. So Don't mystery. get it mixed up with the Jared Baldwin fan page. Yeah, that one will never reach that uh, I think popularity. I have uh, maxed out on friends. <laughs> my mom's been on mean, there like a million I was times. Say, the amount you have or the amount you're allowed to have? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I've been working on my radio voice, John. I, I know, I know. <laughs> this this is what I have so far. Tell me if this if this is gonna okay. help our, our ratings go up. I, I can't wait. <clears throat> you are listening to our live broadcast from high atop the Harvest Ministries campus. Thank you for listening to this live till five with me, your host, Jared Baldwin. Soon you'll be able to join our conversation by emailing me at jbaldwin at hbcguam.net. Half a day. That's, that's great. I, I, I'm out of a job. So, hey, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh, okay. There was an article recently that actually, Tammy, you brought to my attention. Yes. About some ladies that were at, it wasn't really a Tupperware party. There are no, a lot of different kinds of parties. No. There's Avon, Tupperware, You know, that's really not a guy thing. You don't get together and go to parties. Oh, let's all go and look at, go to a fishing rod that's party. True. That's true. It's definitely a girl thing, but we go right. to lots whoa, 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 of parties. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We do get together maybe and watch sports. Well, yeah, yes. That's... But you don't go to parties and expect your buddy to buy from you so that's you right. can get points. And no, I expect treat. my buddy to sit down and get out of the way. <laughs> that's right. Well, and you never hear like uh, John, hey, let's get together this weekend. We haven't had any time to talk. L O L, semicolon, half bracket. Yep, yep. You, you got that right. We don't do that. We That's don't. Right. We don't. We don't value that as much. Right. We're so glad you tuned in today. This has been live till five with Jared Baldwin. This is KHMG Barragata. We close out with one final clip from tonight's faculty recital. And that was a montage from our first four episodes of Live Till Five. Chris, you said some things uh, stood out to you from those uh, in that in that quick uh, little mashup that you did. The thing I thought was funny is that you could. A few of the things you still do right now, you could hear. And there's a few that I didn't put in because it would have been really lengthy. Yeah, potpourri. <laughs> the, 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 I noticed that the theme song eventually came in there. And then I noticed you at the beginning of the, of the I think it was the third episode, I, I think you could, uh, John laughed because you didn't know what to call it. You just said, welcome to our live broadcast. And you didn't even know <laughs> yep. what it was. Yep. And then there was just... I just thought it was funny how you did the high atop that thing. Yeah, clearly it's like you heard Rush Limbaugh say that. I or probably did. And then you just the EIB Studios, that. the golden microphone. Yeah, yes. so, something. I know I, that was a heavy influence somewhere. on me from a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought there was some things I could hear developing over the course of the episodes, and then uh, the thing that I didn't include, just because I only had a half hour to put it together, yeah. but. Uh, there was a few uh, What's in My Coffee episodes, and you didn't have a name for that. Oh, boy. You said something about uh, uh, the mystery drink or something. Yes. That yeah. was the earliest days when John Collier's yeah. wife worked in the coffee shop. Right. And they had the idea. So this idea adapted, and then we'll take a break for the top of the hour here. Yeah. But uh, they had the idea, let's do a mystery drink. And I was like, well, we're looking for content, so let's try sure. it. So what they did, though, was terrible. So the people that worked in the coffee shop didn't drink coffee. 
So John Collier's wife, Tama, didn't really drink coffee. And then Anna, who worked down there for a couple years, did not drink coffee. So they thought it'd be really clever. Take the three air pots of different coffee. So you could have like a chocolate cherry. You could have a dark roast Sumatra. And you could have a vanilla mint. Because they were using a lot of beanery uh, brands at that time. sure, sure. So they were flavored coffees. Mix them all in one cup. And then you try and figure out what three flavors are mixed together. Oh, boy. So it was, remember how I, I might have gone on a rant about that coffee seltzer drink from a couple sure, weeks ago? Yeah. So it was like that every time. It really, the, the, I think we only did it maybe two or three times. We're like, we cannot do this to ourselves. There's no point. No, let's, let's change this to where we make, make it where people would want to go to the coffee shop. Sure. Not... Make fun of you know tasting terrible drinks, and so that morphed quickly. But uh, wow, the the evolution of these few little segments that they kind of started out as just yeah. we just threw them out there to see if they would work. And I like that Tammy was on the one of the shows, yeah. and the one she the first one she was on episode three, it appeared. Uh, she probably picked the uh, she did. song. She there, did. It so. was by a uh, Hawaiian guitarist. I think his last name's Fernandez. And um, yeah. she said, why don't you try this Guava Jam song as your intro? Yeah. And it stuck. And we really, it, it fits perfectly with the beginning of a show like that. So we really enjoy sure. that. So, yeah. wow. Well, that was that was much more enjoyable than I thought. I thought I'd be a lot more embarrassed and, uh, <laughs> you know, have more of a chagrin about the whole thing. But really, it was actually... It's kind of fun to think back what what was going on 300 episodes 6 years and 1 week ago we yeah. started that first broadcast. Yeah. It's fun. It was fun. And we and we've had a lot of different guests as you were mentioning too. Uh, we got about a minute here but in the early days I mean we we would have people call in. We had a little phone box yep. here you could call in. Um we stopped that because I think uh, we didn't want my mom calling in every week. So um, I said, let's, let's stop doing the phone calls because my mom would want to call. All, she's like, let me call. You know, she texts me and yeah. I'm like, no, mom, well, I don't want you to call. Um, <laughs> but we, we actually did some radio interviews all around the world, South Africa, uh, yeah. missionaries, things like that. I even um, called in from Indonesia on a missions trip a couple years ago um, in a close, I mean, it was a, you know, you're not supposed to talk about Christianity in public, and so I had to use kind of code language as I'm talking to John Collier from a coffee shop sure. in uh, in Indonesia, Batam, Indonesia. So really, we've done a lot of different interesting things over the years, kind of settled into what we've been doing here. This seems to be a good format for us, but it's flexible enough we can always add in something else. And so uh, hopefully for the listeners who have been listening a long time, that that was a fun little blast from the past. I might try and dig up, see if I have one of my old uh, montage Bumper songs for the second hour, if I can find it it's in the in the in Buffalo there somewhere. It's, it's probably in there somewhere. It's, it's got to be in the Buffalo. Yeah. So we'll yeah. we'll look during the break. But uh, that was fun. Thanks for putting the work into that, Chris. Sure. I know I threw that on you at the last second. And listeners, thanks for sticking around for this first hour of live till five. We have a whole nother hour coming up with what's in my coffee, the quiz with Sebastian Basil Dua, uh, this day in history, uh, a little bit of the news as well, plus our theme. Really, beside it being. Episode 300, my theme today is slang. I want to talk about slang. It's a, it's a topic I've never covered, and I've got lots of different directions to go with this. So uh, you got to stick around for that because it will be a lot of fun. Now, we're going to take a short break for SRN News, and then we'll be back for our second hour of Live Till 5. You're listening to us here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 300 on this Friday, January 25th. 
We'll talk to you after the top of the hour. with a little more live till five is friday january 25th 2019 that is 404 p.m here at the khmg studios if you're listening to us on the radio dial thank you very much most people in their cars driving around on a friday afternoon but not necessarily it could be saturday from noon to two or sunday night from seven to nine p.m we do that so you can catch different parts of the show as you're in and out of the car. Maybe you have a radio there at your desk or on your kitchen table and you're listening while you're doing other things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you have, I've heard some of our listeners have radios like in their workshops or out in their carport and they like to listen while they work on stuff. And, you know, we're talking to you. We're trying to keep you entertained, informed, and edified in your Christian walk while you do all your random little tasks and glad to do it. Some of you listen to the podcast after the show. Thank you for doing that as well. You can download that from khmg.org, khmg.org. The podcast of this show and many other great programs are available there. If you like listening to the radio at your desk, but maybe you don't get good radio reception or you don't want to bring in a radio to work, you can listen online. Just go to khmg.org, click listen, and you can listen to the stream 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, it's a great way to stay connected. And we have many people that do that. You can private message us through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We have a lot of Facebook followers. And if you follow us, you'll get updates when we put new podcasts up or maybe put a link out there of a resource that's really good for you. And uh, I think it'd be really good for you to check that out. So go to our Facebook page and follow us and get those updates. And send us a private message. You got some feedback, something you'd like to submit. Just today, I got an article from a listener who's moved away, KC, but she always was good for uh, supplying us with some handy articles for the Stranger Than Fiction section. So she sent me one today that's a real doozy. I'm going to use it a little later uh, in the month when we get closer to Valentine's Day. Now, speaking of Stranger Than Fiction, um, how many of you have heard of this this uh, five-foot-tall Japanese lady named Marie Kondo. Anyone? Anyone? Um, it is the... It is... If you haven't heard of her, first off, if you haven't heard of the KonMari method or Marie Kondo, um, you will, okay? I'm not making a judgment call on whether or not you're you're paying attention to what's going on in the world because, you know, some people... They just don't care about this. But many of our listeners do because I see your Facebook pages and you're putting up pictures of the things you're getting rid of and your socks are now neatly folded in your dresser drawer and you're asking yourself, does this bring me joy? And then you're thanking things as you're putting them in trash bags and taking them to Goodwill or Salvation Army, whatever. Uh, yeah, Marie Kondo, she's a big deal. Five years after the release of her book, um, it, it is really a big deal, and it's been fueled, her, her movement has been fueled by the Netflix series. So 
Uh, let's see here. The life-changing magic of tidying up 2014 Marie Kondo book, which became a bestseller, instant bestseller. And she talks all about, you know, basically decluttering your life and what brings you joy or sparks joy. That's kind of the term that she use, uses. But uh, in January, Netflix released a series, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, and it has been just a huge, huge hit out there in the entertainment industry. And she goes and she goes into people's homes, especially this isn't like hoarders buried alive. I, I don't like that kind of show at all. It's very that's very depressing. These are just normal people who just need a little encouragement on how to go through their stuff. They've collected too much junk or they don't know how to store it. Or, you know, they're not super messy people. They're not uh, super, they don't have like a psychological um, disorder that keeps them from throwing things away or anything like that. It's not that kind of show at all. It's just simple little tips and it's done in a quaint way. And because she's this petite little Japanese consultant that comes in with a translator. It's just enjoyable to watch her talk to these people. And uh, I'm not necessarily endorsing the whole show. I've only seen a little bit of a couple episodes. But but it's, you know, it's entertaining. And some people really love it. And it's really making a big impact on some people because it's it's really inspiring them to declutter their lives a little bit. You know, especially in America, I think we we all kind of accumulate extra stuff along the way. And so uh, Marie Kondo, though, I mean, her her books, she has little uh, videos on how to fold things, how to do gift wrapping, all, all kinds of little things like that. So some of the people that have not seen or heard of her are like, what are we listening to now? But everyone else is like, yep, I know where you're at, Jared. I've, I've been there. So let me just give you some stats that I saw here about um, Marie Kondo here. So according to Google Trends, this is this is an article I came across. Uh, the article's from the pop culture section. Um, let's see here. Actually, I don't know where, where I got this. But anyway, Google Trends. Google Trends, if you searched KonMari method, Marie Kondo or KonMari, January 1st, when Netflix uh, launched the show, um, those references spiked on Google searches. Compared to the release of her book in 2014, when those same search terms took off, but then they leveled off, this year the new numbers completely obliterated the original stats. And so if if you're a Google Trends person, it's just interesting, KonMari, Marie Kondo, or KonMari Method just exploded... um, and just has has become a phenomenon, really, online. But Google Trends provides only one data point. Analytics company Chartbeat tracks engagement. Instead of compiling data for web searches, it calculates page views and time spent on a given topic. According to Chartbeat's data, there was a major spark in interest around Marie Kondo around December 12th or 13th when the official Netflix trailer was released. Chartbeat's analytics said that readers spent... 536, 215 minutes reading articles about Marie Kondo on December 12th and another 634,405 minutes doing the same thing on December 13th. Now, that's that's like 10 times more than 
engaged minutes on December 11th. So the trailer definitely inspired people to go out and search for her and read articles about her. The trailer release and accompanying articles held the Internet's interest for only so long, and the buzz tapered off a bit until the release of the show. On December 31st, the topic accumulated 178,708 engaged minutes and 192,000 page views. But that jumped times three, basically, uh, just the day later when the show actually came out. So it's just very interesting how big of a deal, and I won't go through too many more of these stats because it's kind of hard to communicate it. But the hashtags, hashtag Marie Kondo, hashtag tidying up, um, those things are just off the charts. Um, Very, very popular hashtags out there. And so people, and that's because people are doing the KonMari method as far as decluttering their lives, folding, tidying up, and then they're taking pictures and sharing them on their social media, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, of course, and they're putting it out there, and then they're using these hashtags, and so it's just a, a phenomenon. Now, you know, it's probably like, uh, you know, one of those flowers that blooms and then is scorched by the heat and fades very quickly, but I think the principles that people are using to tidy up their lives, I, I'm all for it. I think that's great. I think people should, should uh, try to improve themselves and their lives a little bit, maybe be a little more organized, not a bad thing. We all do collect too much clutter. Maybe you can pass some of that good clutter on to other people who need, not necessarily clutter. One person's clutter is another person's uh, essentials, I guess. So I'm going to take a short break. That's enough about KonMari for today. I don't want you to think I'm a joiner because I'm really not into KonMari myself, but I respect it. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more live till 5, including this day in history. The quiz with Sebastian Basil Dua. What's in my coffee? And another blast from the past. Stick around. More live till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5, episode 300 on this Friday, January 25th, 2019, 4, 18 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. A little bit of a blast from the past today, talking about what happened back in the early days of this show, never thinking we would go to 300 episodes, that's for sure. But it's been a lot of fun. And one of the additions to the show in this last two years has been Sebastian Basildua. I'm here. A, a positive, a positive upgrade to the show. He's sat in for me in my absence, even. Yes. And I wanted to talk about some slang with him today because slang, being, you know, words that some people know what they mean and other people don't. It's the same language, but sometimes it's an abbreviated word or it's a made-up word. And so I want to talk about two different types of slang with Sebastian here during this segment. Um. First, I want to talk to Sebastian about some 1980s slang. What year were you born, Sebastian? Oh, boy, 1991. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, in the 1980s, 
I'm going to ask you if you know what this word means. You give your best definition of this word. Okay. Um, let's see. Here's the easy one. <laughs> Ralph. What was Ralph in the 1980s? Um, I'm guessing some sort of uh, mob-like character. I don't know. <laughs> no. It meant to throw up. Ralph. If you Ralph, you threw up. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Um, what is a spaz in the 1980s? Um, isn't that like freaking out or something? Yes, yes, yeah. Spaz, spaz. I had a dog named Spaz. Oh, really? That's, that's how okay, I know there this. you go. He freaked out a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about this? What is a dweeb? Oh, that's like... Um, Interrogatory term you could use towards a sibling. <laughs> correct. That is correct. <laughs> How about, uh, let's see here. What is bodacious? Oh, this word I've heard before. Good? Yeah, like really awesome, basically. I bet it's not yep. like my 80s movie knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, let's see. What was rad? Rad. Rad? That's like rad, dude. Kind of like bodacious, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, what does it mean to motor? Motor. Mm-hmm. Um, to jet, maybe to get get somewhere fast. Yes, exactly. Very good. Huh. Very good. Uh, to book it is yeah. the same thing. We would say to book it. Um, and then, uh, do you know what a scrunchie is? It's for your hair. Yes, it was yeah. one of those little one of those little things that holds the side ponytail. <laughs> and uh parachute pants, have you ever seen those? Yeah, they go down and they have like an umbrella like type looking thing exactly. at the bottom yes, of the Yes, you're right. Leg. You're right. Um and then of course that was the the decade of the boombox, etc. Okay, so that was the decade where I was a teenager, right? Before you were born. But um here's a list of pizza slang. Mm. And I want you to tell me um uh, what you think this relates to? This is this is from Mental Floss. They have this list of tasty bits of pizza slang. And since we're both trying not to eat very much pizza lately, um, thought it might be fun to just talk about this. So, yes. what does it mean if uh, if a slice of pizza has tip sag? It's greasy. Mm, no, nope. It's when you have a, a triangular piece of pizza, yeah. and the toppings are too heavy oh. uh, for the crust to support it, and so the tip of it starts to sag. So, and Chris is going to join in on this now too. So. Sure. Okay. Uh, how about this? Um, what in pizza terminology? What does it mean when you have an avalanche? I guess all the probably all the cheese rolls to the front of the. Or the middle of the piece of pizza, or something, or the yeah. front. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, all of the all the cheese comes off in one go. Yes, yeah, that's true. It's true. Sometimes yeah. it's like when you pull a pizza and it's so hot, you put it in the seat of the car, and the car's at a little bit of an angle, and yep. all the toppings yep. kind of slide to one side. Ooh, that's yeah. something that's yeah, an avalanche all yep. the time. Uh, let's see here. Um, what is a grandma pie when it comes to pizza? <laughs> what? A grandma pie. Grandma pie. Uh, I'm gonna it's s- basically, it's, I mean, you would have to be pretty specific. It's like a thick Sicilian style pizza. So it's a real thick, 
crusted pizza. Just like grandma made. Sicilian, yes. And ah, from what I understand, that's the style of pizza that Little Caesars copies its pizza off of. It's it's really a lot of crust. You yeah. know, as opposed to like a real thin crust. It's like a bready. That's grandma yeah. pie. Ah. Um, what's this? Uh, what is party cut when it comes to... Um, what is if a pizza's been party cut? What does that mean? Cut into squares. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. cut into squares in a little grid. Oh yes, <laughs> very good. So good. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Now this is this is in Canada. Chris used to live in Alaska. So, what does it mean if the pizza has been all dressed? It's an all dressed pizza. It's got all the veggies. Correct. It has everything. It's deluxe with mushrooms, green peppers, pepperoni, everything. He's a regular Canuck. Yeah, but there you go. It's uh, uh let's see here. Um <laughs> That's slang for Canadian. Oh do you, so know, you know uh what what are if someone says they're referring to pizza and they call it a flyer, a flyer, F L Y E R, what are they referring to? Uh like, the 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 delivery guy. I thought that too. Hand tossed. Maybe it's hand tossed. Nope. Oh. Well, it it could have been originally, but this is what it says. Slices of pepperoni pizza are called flyers, reportedly because of the way they're often tossed around like Frisbees. So I think one single slice, they throw it in a box, they throw it out. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Um, What topping are they referring to when they say guppies? Penguin food, smellies, or carp? Anchovies. Anchovies, that's right. Those things are kind of gross, actually. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What topping are they referring to when they say alpo or puppy chow or kibbles and bits? Sausage? Yes, ground yep. sausage. Ground it sausage. does kind of resemble yeah. puppy food, really. Um, oh, this makes me so hungry for pizza. Sorry. Um yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's pizza. Okay, so there's a um, there's a type of pizza that they call the Edgar Allen, and a pizza that has it has these three ingredients that spell out um, a p o. So it's a po pie. So it's the letter a and then p o pie. So Edgar Allen. And it's a po-pie, which they should just call it a po-pie. But P-O, what does the P and the O stand for on the Edgar Allen pizza? The P and the O. Maybe peppers and onions? Maybe? I don't know. Pepperoni and onions. Pepperoni. Yeah. Pepperoni that's kind of a weird onions. combination, I think. That's a bad breath that's pizza right there. That's why I was thinking there. peppers and onions. Yeah. Um, uh, what are they referring to if someone wants a blood pie when they're ordering pizza. Extra sauce on top. There you go. Yes, that's mm, correct. I love that. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is, when you're referring to a pizza, when you're looking at a pizza, what are is are people referring to when they talk about the coastline, the coastline of the pizza? The outer crust? I don't know. That's what I would think, but I maybe, maybe There's it's... There's a word for it, so... I don't know. After you cut it, maybe there's a a coastline. 
It's know. the little bit of exposed sauce you can see between the the, the crust, oh. kind of around the edge of the oh, crust. Okay. It looks like the ocean kind of creeping up it could on be the called sand. The warning track. Yeah, there you go. It could be similar to that. Um, and then finally, uh, no, I got two more here. Uh, what are people referring to in the pizza biz <laughs> when they say mutts? Like fresh mutts, throw extra mutts on that. What are they talking about? Fresh mutts. M U T Z mutts. It's it's uh, mozzarella cheese. Yes, correct. Mozzarella yep. cheese. That sounds all right. about right. And uh, let's see here. In the pizza business, you don't want to have an avalanche, as we already talked about. But what are they referring to if you get a roadie? A roadie. R O A D I E. A roadie. Hmm. Um, the pizza folding. I don't know. No, that's a good guess. It's getting a slice of pizza to go. You're taking it oh, on the road. It's a roadie. Okay. Just try not to have an avalanche on the way. Like it's to borrow or something. Exactly. Like one of those it's oh, a roadie. Come on. It's a roadie. No. That's those are all. Sorry, <laughs> we are we are tormenting Sebastian next with this week, quiz next week. Next so, week. all right. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're gonna do what's in my coffee because we're all already drinking our coffee drinks from the hub, and uh, we're gonna play Sebastian's quiz. And this day in history, probably, if our historian makes it up here. Let's take a short break. Listeners, thank you so much. It's episode 300, Friday, January 25th, 4.29 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. More live till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till 5. It's 4.32 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us for our live talk and variety program here. Been doing this 300 times. This is our 300th episode on this Friday, January 25th. Thanks for tuning in, whether you're listening online through khmg.org or through a downloadable radio app like TuneIn or something like that. Maybe you're listening through your smart speaker I won't say the smart speaker's name because then it'll come on and it'll aggravate you and we don't want to aggravate you with this show. I've done that before. Not aggravate people, but made people's speakers come on. So now uh, being our 300th episode, we've got a lot of radio gold saved up in our in our hard drive here. Archiving all 300 episodes pretty close unless we had a technical issue there have been a few of those over the years in six years of broadcasting it is possible that maybe a few episodes have been lost but for the most part we have almost all of them saved and uh, no one has time to listen through all of them but i am going to play a little blast from the past in a few minutes but what i want to do before we get to that part is talk a little bit about the drinks that have been provided to us by the hub our good friends down there every week provide us with these Delectable Treats, The Hub, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. Ooh, it's so good. I go there every day, sometimes twice a day. I take all my friends there. Anyone that I like, I take to The Hub. Now, if I've never taken you to The Hub, doesn't mean I don't like you. It just means I haven't got around to you yet. But you should go there every day, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. It's a great place. 
make sure you say hi to Jeremy and Megan and Sonny and Mackie is in there now and uh, Jilda, Billy Joe Jim Bob, Freddie Boy, uh, Three Finger Tommy. Um, no, some of those are not, but the, most of those first names. Um, anyway, hey, we're we're all uh, sipping on our drinks here. <laughs> And uh, Sebastian, you have a hot drink. I do. And it sounded like you liked it, but you're suspicious that it might not be in your in your plan, and so you don't want to overdo it. Yeah, I'm only uh, five days away from completing this challenge. So, uh, yeah, I had a couple, had a little bit of taste, and it was so good. I don't believe it to be. I'm not allowed to have good things. <laughs> uh, so That's so sad. So, uh, but it what it. It tasted delicious. It was like it's like a tea, but I, I think I'm pretty sure there's milk in it though. It's like a milk tea, and mm. because I, I I see like froth at the, coming out the yes. top. Yes, and you're not allowed to have dairy at all. No, so that's why I'm kind of like. But there was like a slight sweetness to it, maybe like a, a sugar-free kind of syrup. So I'm guessing there's some sort of sugar-free. It's always like sugar-free vanilla or something. So maybe like a sugar-free vanilla Earl Grey. Uh, what's mm. what's a London flog? London flog? That's flog. where you get beaten and thrown in the tower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, a London fog, however, <laughs> is a wonderful drink where it <laughs> usually has an Earl Grey um, tea bag steeped in steaming hot milk, oh. and then a shot of vanilla or sugar-free vanilla in this case, and uh, yeah, London fog, or they call it a um, Earl Grey latte. So I think London fog has been trademarked by somebody and so most people call it a, a earl gray latte but well, here we have, call it london fog. they have apparel that is from yes london that's true fog that's and, true and so. of course london has fog and who knows maybe they copyrighted that as well we should copyright london flog london flog that's when you get mugged when you're <laughs> you in get london mugged uh, he got beaten london up and, and thrown in the <laughs> thrown in the clink in uh, the tower of london <laughs> Yeah. I'm okay, going, I'm it might be sugar-free London fog. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll do the big reveal here in just a second. Chris, what about your drink? Well, you know, I said I think it was last week. I'm not a big fan of uh, of milk or half and half in my coffee. Honestly, this this tastes like maybe the same drink I got last week because it's uh, <laughs> they're trying to win you very, over. Very very milky. Try again, mm-hmm. drink, <laughs> and you know, and I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, I don't like milk in my coffee, but actually, I won't drink just a glass of milk either. I mean, right, I don't. Right. Uh, so it's, you don't like milk in your milk I, either. I, I don't. No. Okay. No, no. When I'm drinking coffee, I like coffee. Right. You know. Right. So well, that's the um, danger of getting a but, cup that that isn't transparent. So you, yeah. you you know you run the risk. And I, you're a gambler. You're a gambler. You, you grab am. a cup. You grab <laughs> a cup that only has that. a little tiny little hole in the top. You don't really yeah. know. Whereas mine, I could tell generally what I was going to be drinking. The thing is, if Lawrence were here, he's not here yet. But if Lawrence were here, this would probably be like his. He he loves his mm-hmm. drink. I yep. think. Yes. Yep. So it's just it just depends on who you are. If only yeah. Lawrence was here. If only Lawrence was here, he might be on his way. <laughs> but you never know. He's. He's a busy man. Wears a lot of hats. He might have got London flogged on the. He yeah. might have got London flogged. <laughs> he got. He, he got. Uh, yeah. Oh trouble. boy. Yeah. yeah. London. If if anyone's seen anyone being London flogged, please call this number. Eight 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 life. Um. No. So uh, I'm drinking drink number one. It's clear. Definitely has a tea bag, uh, suspended in the middle of it. Um. Icy cold, not carbonated. Um. And it t- it tastes a little bit like a. Uh, maybe it has a little honey in it or something. It's not super sweet, but it has a healthy, 
healthy, um, locally sourced organic uh, honey uh, derived from bees that only fly in clockwise circles around fields of sassafras um, grass. Here on Guam, you said on it was Guam. locally sourced. Yes, it's that's that's it's you like know there are places that boonie do that. bees. Are yeah, boonie bees. <laughs> we had we actually had a hive here on on campus on yeah. the back of one of the apartments one time. Wow. We had to get a beekeeper to come yeah. and take it, and uh, it was producing honey. There was honey running down the wall. Ooh. Yeah, wow. crazy, right? Okay, so I have green tea tropical sweetened with honey. There you go. That's a great combination. So for tea drinkers out there like iced tea, green tea tropical with a little bit of honey is very good. The hot London fog with sugar-free vanilla is uh, Sebastian there. (laughs) Chris has the hot caramel latte or hot caramel latte. I can't be right. There's no... There's no detectable sweetness to it. Really? So maybe maybe it was mixed incorrectly or uh, something maybe. of that nature. Because you don't think it has caramel, caramel in it? Not that I could taste. Hmm. It just tastes like coffee with you know, milk in it. Which, yeah, so which it's, a a latte. Latte. it's a latte. Yeah, it's a latte. It's basically a latte. But you're not tasting the caramel. Maybe they forgot to put the pump of caramel in there. Or maybe, you know, sometimes it settles out or whatever. It's yeah, at the true, bottom. It true. You got to stir it up. Stir it yep, up. Yep. I could try that. And then when Lawrence comes, if he comes, he has a red velvet frap, which Ooh. he likes those. He yeah, yeah and it, it looks those. very good. It it's does. it's uh, the whipped cream on top and the, it looks the too good. Pepto Bismol color to it. It's um, artificially, <laughs> it's but it's that red velvet. <laughs> Sebastian's like <laughs> drooling over it. So, uh, but he's being a good boy. If anyone out there's keeping Go great score, with a pizza. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Okay, so now, um, Sebastian. Yes. Chris and I are going to go head-to-head on this quiz again All right, this week. let's do this. Listeners, this is the time where Sebastian prepares a quiz to test our knowledge of various subjects. Take it away, Sebastian. I'm calling this quiz Jogging Your Memory. Mmm. Mmm, yes. I wonder what it could be about, Jogging Your Memory. It's about running. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with Chris and with Jared. Um, you know what? We'll do double points for this one. Okay. Double points. For this okay. first one? or No. Generally speaking. All of them. Okay. It's points. like a camp game. Then it doesn't make any difference because Are you sure? it's just single points. No. no. Yeah. You could get I know, a half It answer, makes absolutely no difference. I know. Okay. Okay. How about double points and a high it five? It amps it up. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Here we go. First question. The Boston Marathon is the oldest marathon in the United States. What marathon is the second oldest and was first run in 1907? The Philadelphia Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, the Yonkers Marathon, or the New York City Marathon? Hmm. So I go first then. Hmm. You know that Yonkers Marathon, it's interesting that that would be in there. Yeah, that's... You know, uh, it makes me a little suspicious that maybe there's... I've never heard of the Yonkers Marathon, but it's possible that it exists. I might have known you were going to think it was suspicious, and I put it in there. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll take the, my chances with that and say the Yonkers Marathon. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Yonkers is not it's in very big. No. So it, that would be a multi-lap marathon. It's New Rochelle possible. Marathon, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The Queens uh, the Marathon, Queen, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. Bronx. No, you would be running away from people in that one. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say <laughs> I'm going to go with the New York City Marathon, originally called the Five Boroughs Marathon. 
All right, I'm gonna. You're gonna surrender <laughs> two points to Chris. Oh boy! Wow. <laughs> the Yonkers Marathon was first run in 1907, although it was not continuous. The race was halted for for, for World War One and oh. resumed in the 1920s. Hmm. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What U.S. marathon advertised that it is the only marathon to begin in one country and end in another? Anchorage Marathon, Detroit Free Press Marathon, Niagara Falls International Marathon, or El Paso Marathon? Could you oh, wind boy. up in Mexico from El Paso? Yes, right or, across or, the border. Yeah, well, I know, but would or you could want you to start in Mexico? Would you want to? I mean, that's <laughs> the question. I mean, yeah. that's that's a that's not necessarily the the best place to be running. I don't know if there's a wall there either. <clears throat> No. Um, okay. Um, well, yeah. I, I mean, as far as it goes, I, I know that uh, I know that Niagara Falls is partially in Canada and partially in the United mm-hmm. States. I mean, that's the only clue I've got. And El Paso's near Mexico, and the the better half and, of Niagara Falls is on the Canada side. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna say Niagara Falls. I'm trying to think of the how this would work. I think it'd be, I mean, it's possible the Niagara Falls one, but you have to go through, you have to go through the uh, border checkpoint to get across to Niagara Falls. Maybe not Canada if side. you're running a marathon, though. But you know what, what I think it is, and this happened to me, I think it's the Detroit Free Press because the bridge goes across, and so you, they run across the bridge, and they can control it. You turn around and come back across the bridge, Ooh. and you actually cross over into Canada and Didn't back that. without Didn't actually that. leaving the border checkpoint. I'm going to say Detroit Free Press. All right. Chris gains another two points. Really? <laughs> wow. Uh, the oh. Detroit Free Press Marathon course does enter Canada, but it all but it begins and ends in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, that's, Niag- yeah, it yeah. goes and comes. The okay. Niagara Falls International Marathon begin, began in Buffalo and ends in Niagara Falls, Wow. Ontario. So you I, have to have, like, yeah. passport or something. Okay. All right. I, interesting. I know of, uh, see, I, I used to cover uh, a dog mushing event, uh, the Yukon Quest, which starts every other year and literally either start in the United States and wind up in Canada or start in Canada and wind up in the United States. Wow. In Dawson in Canada, mm-hmm. Dawson City, and then it'll ends in Fairbanks or mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Is that so, the yeah. one is that the one that um, mimics the path that Balto the dog uh, where they delivered no, the medicine for That's the Iditarod. That's the Iditarod. But it doesn't okay. mimic that at all because Balto started in Ninana, Alaska oh, okay. where Got I it. used to live. And went to Nome, and they started in Anchorage, which, oh, okay. is, which is not historically correct. Got it. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little biased toward the Yukon Quest. <laughs> put it that way. Hey, guess who just joined us? Lawrence Naggingast with his red velvet frap. Is that what that is? It is. Yeah. It is. Mm, so you're a good. lucky yeah, boy. Yeah. I, feel, <laughs> I haven't been very wise with my food and drink choices since the beginning of the year. Why start now? Has my yeah. been my motto? Not not at four. <laughs> so that's not happening. Not with this year. Yeah, not well, a chance. You just happened to be joining us towards the end of Sebastian's awesome quiz. Well, I got three more questions. Okay, I'm going to pump right. those points up. We're going to okay. go three points. Whoa! All right, what a guy. Three okay. points. Kind guy. All right. That's why I wasn't trying yet. I was waiting for the score. Wait a minute. Have you yeah. asked two questions? I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this so will give you a chance win. if these guys mess up. The Capital City Marathon is contested every May in which capital city? Olympia, Washington, 
Helena, Montana. Or Helena, whichever you prefer. I like Helena. Helena. Helena sounds like a girl's, like, mm-hmm. that's what you'd say. Well, that's what I'd always write, how I always write it. Albany, New York. Or Albany. Or, or Albany. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> or Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento. Chai Chai Rodriguez won that one one year. Mm. Um, okay. Chai Chai. So, yeah. What a Olympia, guy. Helena. He's a baseball Albany, player. Albany, Sacramento. Wow. <laughs> Boy, these are hard ones, Sebastian. <laughs> where where is, is the tough. Capital City Marathon contested every May? In May, though. In May. In May. Okay, well, I grew up in Washington State, and I never heard of it in Olympia. Um, but, yeah, it's a tough one. I was tempted to choose it anyway. So I'm going to choose Olympia then. There you go. Choose Olympia. Fall to temptation. That's a great lesson for our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Sacramento. Sacramento. And that's a wild Sacramento. guess. Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> I'm going to say Helena, Montana, simply because it seems like they'd call something Capital City because there's not a whole lot of cities to Yeah, get they really have to kind of overstate The Capital it. City, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Chris is just on a roll. Wow, Chris. Um, you can't even accidentally get one I, wrong. I had never Though he it. never, yeah, has heard of it. I had never heard of it in my life, wow. so I didn't know it existed. Well, me neither, obviously. Part of the Capital City Marathon course runs by the Capitol building of the state of Washington. I know where that is, though. I've seen <laughs> okay. that. You know what? We're going to pump these points up even more to what? give everyone. I love Wait a game. minute. So it's five to nothing to nothing right now? Yes. He has, uh, no, he it's has. actually seven to nothing to nothing. Yes. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> he started up. He's hit, the points have been going up. He did two two pointers, one three pointer. Now we're Whoa. going four. Four pointer. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, I'm almost. giving you all a chance here. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Because high stakes now. You can feel the competition. Yeah, you're really rising. helping me out, Ooh. Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, if I'm Chris, I'm thinking kind of sabotage. <laughs> In 2004, uh, in, in the 2004 Olympic Marathon at Athens, Vanderlei de Lima was oh. in the lead, but suddenly yes. fell behind. What happened? He tripped over a discarded water bottle. He was hit by the by the lead. He was hit by the lead bike. He was attacked by an Irish priest, or a branch fell on his head. Lawrence, why don't you go first this time? He was attacked by the priest. Yeah, he was attacked by a cat. Oh, you guys. Yeah, Vanderlei de Lima. I know that story. It's I was been alive. In illustrations. I yeah, was alive. Right. I was alive, so therefore I immediately have a leg up. Not over you guys, but just over the question in general. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching that yeah. in replay. I wasn't watching it live. Yeah, he was attacked. I didn't know it was oh. by a Catholic priest, but I knew yeah. he was attacked. He yeah. lost about 15 to 20 seconds in the incident and was passed by two others, finishing the race in third. An appeal was made for a gold medal, but it was rejected. That's because anyone could have been attacked, I guess, and which is a great equalizer. Yeah, and who's to know <laughs> he like couldn't have tripped over a, or had a limb drop on his head? Right, right. Yeah, one of those other things could have happened. Yeah, sure. it is amazing that that happened, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. well, kind of um, like that no call. No, I'm ooh, just kidding. Ooh, okay, wow. and uh, go go for the last question. Last question here. I think Chris pretty much has sealed it. Then, um, <laughs> even if it's I make for eight. in even if I make this five points, it, it wouldn't be fair if I made it eight. But I'll make it five points to make you guys feel feel better. Okay. All right. In the reveal of the Olympic Games in 1896, the bronze medalist Sp- Spiridon Balokas had cheated. What was his crime? So this is the revival of the Olympic Games, 1896. Mm-hmm. A bronze medalist, uh, marathon runner. Uh, what was his crime? How did he cheat? Was it taking a shortcut, catching a ride, or tripping the leader? 
Whoa. Caught a ride. Hmm. <laughs> I would say tripping the leader. That seems like an e yeah, that seems like an easier you know, like tripping the leader you could do. But I'll, I'll just just to round it off, I'm gonna do take a shortcut. Well everybody's got an answer here. Lawrence so. came in to this quiz late, but ended up with five points. Wow. Catching a ride. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Apparently Bellicus covered part of the course in a carriage. There was a complaint made by the Hungarian fourth place finisher, and to his credit, Bellicus admitted his guilt. Wow. To, oh, to his credit. Yeah. 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 After yeah. taking a ride for three miles on a carriage yeah. in America. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get up That'd here? The fact is, the that. crazy part is he didn't win. And he still came in third. Yeah. So you have two guys outrunning <laughs> the carriage. Cheat. You might as well come in first. Yeah. You didn't ride it long enough, Bellicus. Yeah. yeah. Come on. What a loser. Okay. Oh, well, maybe he didn't well, have enough. Well, congrats, Chris. Change. Maybe they started going a different road. <laughs> that makes sense. Chris won. Oh, yeah. That's Seven to five. Like quite a bit. Seven yeah. to five. To okay, I came in third today. <laughs> yeah, All you right, were bronze medalist. Okay, so uh, you didn't cheat. speaking of deserving of a medal, in the early days of this show, this is episode 300, and Chris went back and listened to a couple different of our earliest episodes, and we played a segment from the in the first hour of a little montage of the first four episodes, I I used to do some of my own little uh, mashup bumper montages myself using the Audacity free software and um, uh, my where's, skills. Where's that blooper reel? We should have brought uh, that back. Yeah, I, we 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 probably need to find that. We probably need to find that. But in the meantime, <laughs> this is one that I put together. I believe the for the very first year. We were getting ready to do an interview about Valentine's Day with a guest speaker, Dr. Marty Vaughn. Similar to there's a there's a family seminar weekend this weekend. Yes. And you were having that just... Yes. This is almost... So the family seminar weekend for us, the couples conference is tomorrow down at the Westin. This yeah. is the same thing, but six years ago, and I was getting ready to interview the guest speaker for that event, yeah. and I put this little clip together. Today is a very special themed program because it ties into our special weekend here at Harvest Ministries. And so to give you a glimpse of what our theme is about today, I'd like to play this little montage. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. You might as well know right now that no woman is going to get me hog-tied and branded. You are now free to move about the cabin. Oh, Wilbur, can't we both go along, too? Yes, mon amour. That's Spanish. That's French. How do you like that? I speak French, too. 20 seconds to self-destruct. Hey, you remind me of a man. What man? The man with the power. What power? The power of hoodoo. Hoodoo? You do. Do what? Remind me of a man. What man? man with the power. What Good power? morning. Power what is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. You know, you don't talk very much. I like you. Oh, well, the name's Gridley, Princess. Harold Gridley. Sportsman, raconteur, polo player, and all-around good egg. Well, don't lay it here, huh? I... And Rob, true Rob, will follow you forever. 
Maybe they are actually trying to make friends and influence people. That was my early attempt. I think you're going to come in at the end here. Oh, there we go. That is just a glimpse of what this whole weekend is about. (laughs) Oh, boy. It sounds like something off Turner Classic Movies. That is, just to give you an idea, we're going to be talking about marriage. I'm going to have a hard time not saying marriage. That was uh, John Collier laughing I was say, in the background. That's a, that's a high little laugh. My funny weekly part goal is, was to crack said, him up on air. You said that in both this and and, and that, isn't that, that weird? With a pause mm-hmm. after it, that. my my voice has changed a little bit. My voice sounds younger. It's a little back bit more radio ready now. Now we did have we were using a different software, so it could just be that the way it recorded, you know, the way we had the levels set, oh, yeah. it, could definitely, it definitely affect is. the way it sounds, but. Yeah, those were the early days, 300 episodes ago or so. This was in that was probably in the first 10 episodes there. But uh used to do a lot of crazy stuff. We were trying to figure out what were the most essential there's things of, we could do. There's a lot of fun and games back then. We're much yeah. more refined and uh real professional nowadays. We pretty much perfected the uh, art of talk <laughs> radio. <laughs> Is that right? Perfected. It's, it. Read a textbook <laughs> called Live Till 5. Yeah. A look well, all I can say, I don't want to, I don't want to like blow the secret, but there, there are big names at NPR calling us for mm. tips. Really? Yes. I believe that. No, I made that up. That's totally, totally fictitious. Um. So anyway, we got a couple minutes left for before we're done with the show for today. With 300 episodes, I was going to talk about some more slang, but I'm going to hold on to that because that's such great. I have my Waffle House slang here that I'm going to run by Lawrence. At the earliest convenience, when we have nothing else to talk about, we House. can always fall back on the Waffle House slang because we we have some good memories uh, from that. The all the way, all the way, all the way, the potatoes with everything on. That's it. right, boy. I did that. Um, my I I actually saw uh, my wife's respect for me go down a little bit in her blue eyes um, when mm. I ordered all the way. You did it in front at, of her. See, it was the two of, of us at twelve o'clock. Yeah, but that I was we were very totally safe. worth it. It was very safe. They pretty much have everything on the potatoes except for the waffle batter. Right. Yep. Everything yep. else in the restaurant is on it. And and when it's midnight, you mm-hmm. know no one's watching that cares. And we just so came just from a it. men's conference. That's you right. felt extra manly. It, yes, it was just like, the right thing to do. Question if I wanted right. all the way. That's right. But when I when I did that in front of my wife, um, she wasn't nearly <laughs> as impressed. She just literally shook her head the whole time I was you sure? eating it. You yeah, sure you like, had to go all the way? She's like, uh, um... Uh, you're going to regret that. Um, you shouldn't do that. All the way. No regrets. So I thought she'd respect me for being so bold Yeah, bodacious. That's at the pine cone. Yeah, oh That's boy. the other bodacious there we, go. we were. So I'm going to save some of these slang things. We're going to have a slang part two maybe uh, next week. Uh, and I'll be we'll on talk time. About the topic. So yeah, where, where were you, by the way? Oh, my. Well, you know, Friday afternoon, closing down for the week, closing up shop, as it were. Um, we've got basketball games going on tonight. Oh, that's so right. I was trying to make sure. Who are you guys the, playing tonight? Uh, tonight's Guam High. Okay. So we're playing them. JV starts in about a half an hour. So I was trying to make sure everything was in order for the game. And then, you know, you just kind of have your weekly weekend visitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and People so like I to was, stop by and chat. Yeah, trying to take care of that. Plus, we have Spirit Days next week. Uh, so a lot of fun to be had there. We've got Color Day on Monday and Novel Day. Dress is your favorite. Novel really? book hero or Sebastian, heroine. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. You can be Pride, I'll be Prejudice. Sure. What? Dress up as Pride. Yes. And then <laughs> uh, we have Holiday. 
So holiday, holiday, like uh, dress up for your your it's a favorite holiday day, your event, your favorite holiday event. Okay. And then we have time warp day, where basically the high school and junior high are going to dress up like young people, and the elementary is going to dress up like the elderly or at least somebody older. Okay. And then we have our classical spirit day on Friday. But anyways, all those things needed to be button, buttoned up. Uh, a couple things for next week. So, yeah, I was back and forth to the gym probably four times this afternoon, and uh, and then I said, you know, I need to get up there and. Uh, grace the microphone with a few minutes of presence. <laughs> Thank you. Your golden pipes yeah. are much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and uh, sounds like uh, Spirit Days will be a lot of fun next week. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Always a good time in the middle of January or here now at the end of it, really. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go to that uh, seminar. There you go. And, uh, I'll, I'll be there as well. Yeah. Great, great. I'll probably eat food and think about yeah. the ending up to the diet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is really a big deal How for you to have you? to. Is this five the, days? Is this the toughest? And you're um, going to cheat tomorrow? Is that what you're basically saying? No, I can't. Oh, no, they oh, can't. Okay. Pay. No, they're paying. So we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, but I heard they're going to put some PB and J's on some whole wheat bread for you in a picnic basket. Yeah, you might so be you guys able to like, right. pick the tomatoes Just out of the antipasto. Water and, yeah, antipasto with tomatoes. Um, so is this Gross. the biggest uh, biggest uh, food challenge you've ever been through? Um, well, we did the no carbs or like low carbs mm-hmm. last last year. And low carbs and no carbs is a game changer, though. Yeah. Oh, low yeah. carbs oh, is yeah. livable. Low, no carbs is tough. A little ch- more challenging, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, hey, good job, Sebastian. You look like a million bucks. Thanks. And thanks for making it up here, Lawrence. And Chris Harper, also thank you for being on the show today. Episode 300, everybody. That was really a lot of fun. And uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Invite you to visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church, 1030 Sunday morning. If you don't have a church family, church home, we'd love to meet you here. And I have thoroughly enjoyed these 300 episodes on the air with you every Friday afternoon for the last six years. Looking forward to many more episodes ahead. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.